0: You're
1: now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 32 of That's Awesome Pod. I am Joe, I'm your host, and we are in March already. It has been almost a year since we started. This podcast. We're coming up on a year and we've done a lot of interviews, a lot of cool stuff. So I'm excited for that. Uh, we are going to try to plan some cool stuff uh, for our one year anniversary. Um, more on that later. Um, this week, let's see. Last week we were off. I have been incredibly busy uh, doing a lot of different things, writing a lot. New Ice Nine stuff is coming along very quickly now. Um, I'm really excited. For you guys to start hearing that, um, there's been a lot of talk in the industry about touring coming back and when that's going to happen. I gotta be honest; I am starting to feel more optimistic about it than I have been in the past. But I'm still not gonna get my hopes up for anything. Still looking at personally, I think next year. But I'm, I, I, I guess, uh, I'm hopeful for being wrong, and it's looking. Better and better, I guess. But who knows? I don't want to get my hopes up too much. So lots of talking about tour packages being put together, who's going to tour with who. So that's been kind of fun to watch and uh, actually even hear from a lot of bands that are interested in coming out with us too, which is always exciting and fun. Um, I have been working with uh, someone who was on the podcast as a very minor guest, as kind of like a group that we had had in the past. Uh, his name is Ken Mundo. His artist name is just Mundo. And we're working on his album right now. So I'm really excited for that. We'll have him on the podcast. Uh, probably closer when the music is done. Um, but yeah, you'll be hearing about me working with him over the next couple months on and off. We're kind of taking it slow and it's coming along great. Really excited for people to hear it. Um, but for this week, this was a, a really, really fun interview for me. Uh, just because we, we've we been buddies and we spent so much time on the road together. But we had Tuck from Fit for a King and uh, Off-Road Minivan on. Um, like I said before, we've spent a good amount of time together. We have uh, a good relationship. We're definitely really dumb and stupid and laugh a lot. So this is a uh, definitely like a fun one for me. I hope it's fun for you guys. But what was great about this too was... I've said this before about the podcast is it's kind of an excuse to sit down with someone and, you know, in in kind of a quote unquote more formal setting and be able to ask the questions that probably wouldn't come up in normal conversations. So I learned a lot about, you know, how he got into music, what he was uh, into as far as music goes, uh, his move to Texas to join Fit for a King, how off-road minivan became a thing, um, all that kind of stuff. So really, really great. I love tuck we could probably do like 10 episodes and never get bored um and i think we realized that halfway through because this was this was definitely a longer interview so i won't keep you too much longer um so yeah let's send it over to tuck king and off-road minivan tuck
0: thank you for joining us Ooh. oh wow joe it's such a pleasure i think about you daily actually uh, i I, I think
1: about um, you very often as well because i feel like i'm uh one you're just very active on your socials
0: thank you i'm trying <laughs> and they're all
1: pretty good um and two, I keep tabs on your podcast as well, obviously, because I think we launched within, like, two weeks of each
0: other. We did. You're my podcast brother. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's been really cool that we both started doing the sound talent thing together and everything. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Like, doing the podcasting has definitely been, um, like, my my fun activity, my solace, like, through this whole time period because it's helped me to stay um you know, active and talking to people when I'm, you know, usually a pretty social guy. I think when, you know, when we tour together or whatever, like I'm a pretty social dude, but during this time period, man, I don't see anybody I've been fucking locked up, but yeah. it's all right. Like I've gotten used to it and shit. Um,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm in a very, uh, I'm in a good routine right now. Like just scheduling just cause I'm so used to not seeing anyone. You yes. know what I mean? You'd actually be proud of me. I have a, uh, personal trainer and i've been working out every morning which is something i've never done
0: no shit how do you like it
1: well i hate working out but yeah really powering through it to hopefully get to a place where i start to enjoy it
0: i think you will at it's the hardest at first and it was for me too like even you know i took the first six months off during covid because one you know all the gyms are shut down and two i'm not motivated enough to do it at home like i can't get myself going at that like i said i'm fucking raging yeah. pothead like i'm not gonna to do that <laughs> so see, i
1: can't do it unless someone is telling me to keep going
0: see yeah like i i prefer working out with a friend and i used to like once or twice a week just drive like an hour hour and a half to go work out with my buddy and then i'd you know be fine doing the rest on my own But now Mm -hmm. that the gyms are open, I'm just so happy to have it open where I have my routine that I have to get through. And I know I have to, like, I'm just keeping track of my weights and everything and trying to get bigger and more stronger. But building back from that time period of six months off has been really hard. I was weak as fuck when I started. Starting fresh. Yeah, for real. Like I, you know, I lost weight. I got weak. I like just my joints hurt. I just wasn't in good shape, but now I'm feeling pretty good again. I'm getting close to like where I was. And then, you know, we've still got another, I'd say at least seven months yeah, before we go back. But dude, when you go back to playing after you've done all this training, you're going to fucking love it. It's the greatest
1: part of the motivation was just that not, not necessarily that I didn't feel good now. Um, But I have, like, weird joint issues and feet issues and all this stuff. So, like, I'm just waiting for it to, like, catch up to me and actually become a problem. So um, it's more, like, preventative, you know?
0: Interesting. See, I never hear anyone bring up feet. I actually have funny feet because I had my – I had big bunions when I was uh, going into high school. And I had to have them removed. Yeah, I had – both bunions cut off and they cut into your bone that attaches to your big toe and straighten it out and put two screws in it. Whoa. And uh, I did that to both my feet when I was like 14 years old. Cause they were Holy fucked up. Shit. I couldn't get through like football practice and shit. So I had to do that. Um, and I never hear anyone bring up feet, but feet are sick. Maybe I'm going to start doing foot porn if they don't let me do uh play shows sometime soon. You know, I'll make it only fans <laughs> for my feet. Check out my I'm scars. Sure make
1: money dude. Um, Do you want to
0: know how I got these scars?
1: (laughs) I have um, like super flat feet, but I also have this weird thing um, where I have extra bones in my feet. Cool. In both of them. Um, But the the problem is, is that it's actually, there is like one or 2% of the population like has that extra bone and they just never really know about it. But because my feet are so flat, that bone is like, trying to come out of my foot. It's like pushing it out. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, are you going to get that surgery? Like knob get that knob that you have fixed? on the
1: inside of your ankle? Yeah. I have two of them.
0: Oh, dude. The- no, that's so yeah. gross. I hate... I'm scared <laughs> that I'm going to break my ankles every day. I have... I have sprained the same ankle so many times, and I've fractured it like twice. And I'm just like, Damn. one of these days, you're just gonna fucking snap. But when I go back to touring, I'm fucking suiting up, dude. I'm doing like dual ankle braces, dual knee braces underneath. Well, I feel like suit, you no one will be able to move around. Well, yeah, you're and I'm just getting older. Place. I'm getting a little like worried that I'm just doing unnecessary damage, and you know but it'll be fun i can't wait do you feel
1: it after shows
0: yeah oh yeah like you know it's more the next day and that's why pretty much my whole day is dedicated to i get up i go to the gym i eat i do yoga and then we have like sound check and then i'll like stretch some more hang out rest for a little while and then it's like time to play but the essentially i look at playing as my cardio so I have, like, my weightlifting section of the day. I have my, st- like, stretching section of the day. And then I have my cardio section of the day. And if I'm not drinking enough water, which, like, during the time that we play, I'll drink, like, three large Fiji bottles. Like, um, and I'll sweat it all out. It's gross. I'm, told, I'm disgusting.
1: Someone told us... Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's right. Yeah. Someone told us on one of our tours that we were drinking too much water after we played or something like we drank a lot of water during we play while we were playing and then they said no you need to like have like, like like even just half a Gatorade or something.
0: Yeah, I could see how it could be um, a bit more. I don't really care about any of that stuff, to be honest. Yeah, I don't really know what difference it makes. I just know while I'm playing, I'm like, okay, I need water. I'm going to vomit. Like, you know, so I just do it. But, like, I've run around a lot and shit, so it's kind of necessary. Um, For sure. But Um, I can't wait. We should probably talk. talk
1: about music at some point, though, huh?
0: I guess so. It's been an interesting yeah. year for Fit for the Kings. And you're having fun writing behind closed doors and getting to do your own thing. Plus, there's Nova Charisma shit, which is like, You've yeah, had a busy there's time. There's a
1: lot of things happening. And you put, out an al- you put out two albums last year, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I put out the Fit for a King record and we and we put out the Offroad Minivan record in May. Yeah, busy. Uh, I, yeah, um, it was pretty cool. I also I didn't
1: mean, know you were in that band when we were touring together.
0: Oh, yeah. That's my. Those are my friends from home, and that's my baby. Um, like it.
1: I mean, I knew the band, but I didn't know you were in
0: the band. Oh, see, no so one no knows after. the band, but that's really sweet of you to say. Like that's so cool. No, I like, really I feel did like, know
1: the band. Yeah. The only I, I, I really like Elder Brother.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, Evan, our drummer, plays drums in Elder right. Brother.
1: That's how yeah. I knew of it. Oh
0: so, no shit! Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Evan's my best friend. Um, we met while he was in college at bard like i don't know like 10 years ago or something like that um he's an incredible drummer and pianist he is mind-blowing on the piano you two would be peas in a pod um That'd be fun. The Kids just got chops but uh those are just two of the guys i was in my first band ever with when i was like 15 years old and it um it was called annandale Dude, that's Uh,
1: so much better than every single first band name that we've had so far.
0: It was a pretty good first band name. Yeah, that's not bad at all. (laughs) Yeah, the place where we all really met, at least Evan and I, and a lot of people hang out at, is just, there's this place, there's Bard College in Red Hook, New York, and Bard is like one of the more expensive private art colleges in the U.S., And where it's located is its own little section of Red Hook called Annandale on Hudson. And it's just for fucking like bougie fucking rich kids and like Oh yeah, like Steve Buscemi's (laughs) kid was going there and um like you know, you meet a girl and she's like, Oh yeah, like oh my family has a private plane and she's Mm -hmm. driving a fucking Beamer or whatever. So what I did was I sold a lot of weed and I dated the girls and it was sick. Um (laughs) Because I grew up a mile down the street, so like when I first yeah, started, what area in
1: New York is this in?
0: Red Hook, New York. It's in the Hudson Valley. It's about thirty minutes from Poughkeepsie and okay. like uh, forty-five to an hour from Albany, like right Got in between. And it's really northeast either. Yeah, yeah. Well, we born and raised in New York, and now I live in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, it was. Oh, cool
1: I, stuff, I man. always assumed you guys were all in Texas. I guess I don't know nah. you that well.
0: Well, now we're <laughs> learning, you know, we're figuring these things out. I guess when I think, it comes granted, to tour, I, you, when you're on tour, you skip that shit where it's like, all right, well, where are you from? Right. What? How old are you? Matter. What's your favorite color? Yeah, you're just like, fuck and us also, up. So
1: we were, I think most of the time we were around each other, we were just stoned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and Dan was there and yep. we were having fun. The usual yeah.
1: crowd.
0: Yeah, because I mean, honestly, and it sounds like such a pothead thing to say, but when you are doing a lot on tour and you're around a lot of people and you're trying to keep your day pretty busy and in between the working outs and actually doing things for your band, there's lunch and dinner and you interact with people. And sometimes the only way where you just have some quiet time is smoking a bowl with your friends. You don't even have to say shit. You're just chilling. No. And it's great. It's one of my favorite. I love parts the about post tour. show.
1: The post show smoke circle is like my favorite oh, part yeah. of the day.
0: Let me put my sweats on. I'll meet you outside. It'll be perfect. Yep, it's the best. (laughs) All about it, yeah.
1: All right, well, let's dive into what we usually do on the show is kind of, I guess, talk about your musical journey and how it started, what got you into music. You already kind of told us a little bit about your first band and everything, but let's go back a little bit further. So, like, how did you get into it? What did you kind of start with? all that kind of, what kind of music
0: were you into you know what I mean yeah I mean all right so essentially the way it all started was I had an uncle who one day at Thanksgiving he looked at me and my cousin Zach who were very we two years apart and he was like all right uh, I got an extra guitar anybody want to learn how to play guitar I was like sure sounds great so I started working on play guitar at the time I was listening to like Thursday and thrice and stuff like that. My neighbor mm-hmm. was playing guitar and he was listening to really cool bands. And my whole neighborhood was like starting to get into that shit. Mm-hmm. So I,
1: so the time you started playing guitar, you were already into like the post hardcore. Yeah. scene.
0: I was listening to it already. I was like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, But so the way that I started listening to it essentially was just, you know, I had heard a couple bands and my neighbor was listening to anything from like those bands I just mentioned, primarily like No Effects was one of the early bands that we got into AFI, um, Between the Buried and Me when they were first starting like shit like that.
1: Same same ones as me.
0: Yeah. And um, where they were really... Abrasive, but also very welcoming bands. Like if you listen to between the buried and me, it was heavy, but it was so fun. Where it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is. It wasn't as scary as getting into like a band I saw them play with, like the Red Cord. Right. So I
1: I did love the Red Cord actually. Red Cord was
0: sick fucking (laughs) band. I was Um, very
1: very into the Red Cord.
0: Yeah. So they
1: were from like actually one of them grew up in the town I was from. I think.
0: Oh no shit. Where yeah. are they from? Where are you from? Um, You're New Hampshire or a town called,
1: No, I, I'm right outside of Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah, like 20 minutes northeast. Here <laughs> <You're> in
0: Boston, in a small town, wow, in nice. new life, <laughs> 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 That is a jam. Uh, that's a good song. What was that, that band jam. called? Do you remember? Augustana. Yes, Augustana. There you go. Yep.
1: I still reference that song. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, Cool. So you were like into the heavy music already, or I guess like somewhat heavy music. It was, yeah. Everyone was coming up with you with it. Is that when you kind of start, wanted to start a band?
0: Well, so there was a there was also a counter to that. The real reason why I wanted to play guitar was chicks. I love Dashboard Confessional. Dashboard Confessional <laughs> was my favorite thing, is still one of my favorite acts. Chris Carrabba is God. I hope uh, he doesn't age me. either. doesn't age. He's incredibly handsome. And even mm-hmm. through the... Um, traumatic motorcycle accident that man went through the fear. He still just looks so good. Um, I know. But really the first song I learned how to play on the guitar other than like, uh, you know, smoke on the water and shit, like uh, House of the Rising Sun stuff my uncle was teaching me was this ruined puzzle by Dashboard Confessional so I could sing it to a girl. But I had to play it unplugged on an electric guitar because I couldn't, my fingers weren't good at holding down. the. Wow, it's such a romantic. I know. know. Um.
1: (laughs) That's not something I've ever done.
0: Sing to a girl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was like I was definitely that cheese ball that it's like, all right, it's like one thirty. Everyone's like pretty drunk, like it's starting to chill out. Oh, where's the acoustic guitar? Like, you know, <laughs> I I love to I I always loved playing songs that people like to sing along to and that is some a lot of people hate that guy at the party and thanks Oh, no, yeah, we did not, that kind of
1: stuff. Yeah. But I've never done like a one-on-one like let me play this song for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've done it a few times. I'm too scared. But, you know, I just you know, I think when you don't have a lot of tricks in your bag, you gotta like do what you can. <laughs> and sometimes, like you know, you're like, man, my hair's not looking too good today. But like, shit, I did like learn that real good City and Color song. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. do you know I got falsetto, color. bitch? <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so two motivations one was someone just asking you if you wanted to play yeah. guitar and the other was girls
0: and that's kind of how i got in all my bands um you know i went to a local show met uh, my friend miles who's one of the guitar players in off minivan and dave who's the bass player they were in annandale and they played a show i thought it was really cool i was a little bit older than them i'm two years older than them we all start hanging out and they asked if I wanted to come jam and I came and jammed and I was playing guitar, but then they are like, well, why don't you just be the singer? And I was like, I mean, if you want me to, sure. Cool. Sounds good. So I started screamo <laughs> in the band, I'm lead screamo throwing the mic around my neck and shit, pretending I'm Shane so not cool.
1: playing guitar anymore. You're just straight up vocalist.
0: No, I'm not that good at guitar overall. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, I like I can write, i think i'm an okay songwriter i think i come up with some cool ideas but i don't have the technical skill to really hold it down i think i'm i think i do well if it's just me and an acoustic guitar in a room and people are quiet i think i do that um Mm -hmm. i can't
1: play leads for shit
0: no 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 just rhythm yeah just just rhythm over here um
1: but i never want to play
0: guitar (laughs) ever Anybody. Why would you? It doesn't. Even I don't
1: even play. really ever want, to, after Ice Nine, I guess, to be in a band with a, with guitars.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of hate them. Nova kind of has guitars.
1: Yeah, we definitely have. Like Sergio is a, a, an amazing guitarist. Yeah. Um, but that's not you know that's not my project either. You know that's Donnie and Sergio's thing. Yeah. Um, but that is a really fun one just because I get to play keys again
0: yeah that band's really good they're Thanks, both dude. great super talented yeah.
1: super talented
0: yeah i um, fell into all my shit man the only the thing after that i played in that band eventually i got um kicked out because my neighbor who was my best friend also named ryan um they liked him more and they kicked him out and he <laughs> became the lead singer and then, Is that how
1: they like sat you down and said we like? They legit
0: more. came over to my house, which we lived two houses from each other with him, and they were like, "Yeah, so we're just gonna like, you know, you're out of the band and like, Whoa. Saying, <laughs> like, brutal. fuck you guys, yeah, fucking stupid ass kids." Um, but it's okay. I hold grudges like a motherfucker, and someday when I have money again, I'll tell a therapist about it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> um it's so awkward like so awkward i legit can picture it like it was yesterday
1: dean what did you say
0: i i was just like oh okay i closed the door god you know it's just like that was really mean um but it was good though because that band failed you know and that's what's (laughs) most important is every band that i've not been a part of after I've either gotten kicked out or like we, yeah. You know, I every time like if they continued on, I got kicked out. But all of those bands failed, and that's all that matters. Joe is their all- failure. <laughs> I want you to fail. I want you to do poorly. Right. I don't. I don't want you to succeed without me. And that's been great for me. Like I watched one band, <laughs> one band that I got kicked out of. Like they got signed, you know, and then they were like gonna go on tour. I could. I'll just tell the story. They got signed to Media Scare Records, and they were like. And go on tour oh. and all the shit. They went on tour and like it was just a really rough routing and they blew all this money and then Media Scare was like a bunch of fucking thugs and their record never even they're like the one band on Media Scare. The record never even got out it was fully recorded. Cameron Mizell did it and everything it sounded Damn. good and it just didn't even come out because they were just like th- being pains in the asses and uh being I don't know I don't know how you say pains in the asses but plural Or pain in the ass, whatever. Fuck it. They were annoying. And uh, they all fought. And then the record never came out. The music video never came out. And they failed. And it was awesome.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> so, ah,
0: yeah. uh, no, it's okay. Uh, I, you know, I'm still friends with a couple of those guys too, and it's <laughs> okay. we've all talked it out afterwards. But I think it's
1: incredible.
0: You know, if we were wow. to, you know, sometimes you just have to pretend that life is all a stand-up comedy show. Right. I
1: loved it. More of that. Thanks.
0: More Thanks. Of it. Well, I did, you know, I will say to spin that into a positive way and, you know, like I said, a, one of the people involved in in those projects, I think is a garbage human dumpster fire, but the rest of them are all fucking awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's still a lot of people. There's a lot of people yeah. out there, and they're great. Um, and they've all done a lot of really cool, incredible things with their lives, and I'm glad to see that. But
1: there you go, covering your ass, except for well, one of you.
0: yeah, I do kind of sometimes. You know, <laughs> just, you know, hopefully. yeah, I don't want your fans to think I'm that terrible, but um, on my uh, show, I guess it's more the whole barn, dude. I love your show. People love your show. It's great, Thanks, dude. Um,
1: thank you. It's all Josh.
0: <laughs> it is all josh he's here in silence just yeah just making sure I'm, there. I'm i'm being good oh yeah josh you know um,
1: that josh i'm just joe's like, dad he, he is a super fan of you guys
0: <laughs> of this of the fit for the kings
1: of, of yeah. king, he's like a massive super fan
0: oh no shit yeah, yeah we've great breakdowns and stuff it's pretty cool i mean we yeah. did that at creation destructions but what um, was the
1: show you went to josh i think it was like was it the last one
0: yeah, I was at oh, Joliet. Yeah. Oh, God bless yeah. your heart. That was a day. That was the best day ever. Other than that yeah. Palladium show that we played together, Joe, that was that one. Was of them. That was the best show in recent history. That when Rio did that whole. Did you see him do the crowd surfing and then climb? <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that was crazy. a shame. What did he do? So Rio, he crowd surfed across the entire. Which this was, you know, not to go out. This was our biggest um, headlining show to date. We it was sold out. Nine hundred and fifty people. That's so- the way yeah, to go out cool. of it
1: uh, into the pandemic, though.
0: For sure, right? Like, and that's one of the things that's like kept me lifted. But so Rio, he's crowd surfing across the whole crowd, and then it gets to um, like where the soundboard is, but then there's also, you know, the second floor above there. So he grabs onto this sound paneling that's on the balcony climbs up the sound paneling. And then these two dudes put their arms down Rio like latches with them. They pull him up. He comes up to the, you know, second balcony, just like sits there for a second, has a drink of water and then climbs back down and crowd surfs back. And it's just the way that that man commands the, the crowd it's unlike anything I've seen. It's that's wild. Insane. Like, such a blessing to watch him.
1: I have been uh, very into them lately.
0: Oh, Crystal just Lake recently. is one, an insane recorded band. And I, but dude, when you see the live show, that's, I was watching five
1: videos of yeah. them, and that's why I got so
0: into them. It's nuts. They sound so good. Kago, their sound guy, is just a magician. They're all so in tune with each other, and it's just it's perfect. But Rio is a true superstar, and he's also the nicest man on earth like, just hmm. the sweetest human you could I ever hope we get to play
1: with them at some point.
0: You're pretty dope. That would actually be a really badass show. They, they I also so really want Ice Nine Kills Panic at the Disco Tour. Um,
1: uh, do you I, know how much I, <laughs> I would love that?
0: I, I think no that would actually... I, no, dude, I tweeted it once like a year ago, and people liked it. Um, I think it would actually do really well, personally. But
1: I want, I, There's no way.
0: It's, why not? No, well, why here's not? the thing.
1: It would do really well for us, right? Because we could win over some of their fans, I think. But I don't see how having us there would benefit them even remotely.
0: See, you know? I think it would because it would provide them putting together a tour that's like slightly unique for them when things but i guess when you've had tours taken away for a year it doesn't really matter if things get stale yeah Um, i guess so interesting i'm gonna ask
1: them i have i I, I have their i think we may uh have their guitarist on soon so i'm gonna straight up ask them then (laughs)
0: Just do it. Be like, dude, don't be a bitch. Like, our bands are the two most theatrical bands on planet Earth. Let us play together and have some fun. Because tell me that seeing an Ice Nine Kills set into a Panic at the Disco set would not be the most fun that you've had at a show in... You know, um, I guess
1: Fallout Boy did take out Every Time I Die last year.
0: Dude, 100%. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm.
1: You can do anything you want in life just don't be a fucking oh, bitch! Dude, thanks, man. You're, oh, now you're a front man.
0: Yeah, there you go, man. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, is my sound all fucked up now? Josh is
0: messaging me. That's I don't think good. so. He got real distorted. Oh, did he? Did I? dare did, did he. No, you're fine. It's just Joe's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I scream a lot, so I don't know if sometimes mm, I sound well, bad. Well,
1: I can fix that. I can fix
0: it. <laughs> Maybe we should just put uh, on lots of distortion and scream the whole episode. Yeah, we could do that. Wow. <laughs> I can participate in that.
1: Whoa. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well let's jump. That was a that was a long tangent. Um let's jump back into so you got kicked out of your band.
0: Yes. And I was gonna I was gonna make a point to end all that just so I didn't sound as mean. But Right. One thing that's really good, I think, about sometimes when you do get kicked out of bands or have things fail or stuff like that is each time when I had that happen, it would make me motivated to be like, well, now I'm going to make a band better than that band.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I would say that each time I felt like I was pretty successful with it and counteractive to the band that got signed and whatnot and ended up failing i which that's not a failure they put out a record it was really good sadly it didn't get released you can find it on youtube it's been called the last of our kind it's a the record called diamond in the rough it's really good but you know i put together a project we ended up getting as far as like going to do a showcase for roadrunner records and sadly we didn't end up getting picked up but it like in a short time span, maybe like two years, we went from not being a band to making a band that could draw, you know, two hundred and fifty people locally, and Damn. got label support. You know, what was that band record. called? It's called Visions. Um, oh,
1: yeah. it's like a
0: post-core, kind of like post-hardcore. What year was this? Program. This is like 2010, 2000, maybe a little later than that, maybe two
1: thousand twelve. Did you guys ever play at a place called? Uh, I'm sure you have. It was north of the city. Ah, shit. What was the place called? It was run by, like, n- this woman and her son. Damn, north I of New feel York like-
0: City or Boston?
1: New York City. I feel like I played with you at this place. Visions. Oh, really? Was it um, um, Arts on the Lake? No. No. It was, like, kind of... Um, in this weird town Ah God, I will find it at some It'll point to And, you. and send to you. it to you But quite um, possibly, yeah. I mean,
0: we played a lot Locally, and my friend Jeff who's Who co-owns Featured X with me He managed right. the band, and he was the promoter In Poughkeepsie, and he really yeah, helped Yeah, he, he me booked too. my
1: first uh, Tour date ever, actually
0: Oh, no shit, that's awesome yeah. For um, for um, Venetia Fair? Yeah yep. That's awesome That's mm-hmm. super. Awesome
1: um so anyway let's jump back into it oh wait so that band what when did that band start you said 2010 ish
0: I I, I think visions ended up now that I'm thinking about it I feel like it was closer to like 2012 um around that time like I feel like it but I'd have to go back and check um but about that more, time, right? yeah, you know, and and I was like, uh, say I'm like 23, I'm 31 now, so whatever, do the math. But we're the same it, age. Oh no, shit! See, mm-hmm. we're finding out so many fun things today. Yeah. But yeah. that Both that from the
1: northeast. A- <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. well, Mm -hmm. And the the best place to be from. Um, But that band was a really positive experience. I mean, hence why like two of those people are in off-road with me. And and the reason why I'm in Fit for a King really is because of uh, Jeff, who's my business partner in Featured X, but also um, Chris, who was the singer in Visions. He did the lead Screamos. But he ended up going on. The reason why Visions broke up is because he quit to go be the tour manager of Swarm. Uh, Sorry, I had to burp Um, of sworn in and he they were just starting to like get some steam and Jeff was managing them as well. So Chris starts tour managing them. We tried continuing the band as a four piece with me screaming, playing bass and singing, and it was not fun. Um, but there is one song that's recorded. I'll send it to you. I think it's pretty good, personally. But, yeah, send it to me. It's if you look on the interwebs, people. It's uh, called "Dead End" by Visions. You might be able to find it. But Dead it's on End YouTube. Um, yeah. So Chris left, started doing the touring cir- circuit and doing stuff mm-hmm. with in. They got quite popular. Also, did yeah, touring they got
1: with... pretty big for a minute there.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. had some hype for a sec, and um, and then they were also he toured with dire at murder for a few years but he ended up meeting fit for a king fit had played poughkeepsie a few times and known jeff and both of those lovely individuals just put my hat in the ring and then they were hit me up and they're like hey would you ever want to try out for this band and i was like sure And they're like okay like let me get you in contact and i started talking to jared for like three months and He sent me songs. I did like acoustic versions of songs. I did just raw videos of me singing along to things. I did pre-pro for new songs, like the song Breakaway that's on um, Slave to Nothing. And then (laughs) this one song I had written with a friend of mine, Max, previously, it's called Selfish Eyes, it's on Slave to Nothing. He really liked that and the rest of the guys liked it. So they called me and asked me to come try out and do a little run with them. Nice. What year was that? This was in 2014.
1: So you were you how how what was the state of Fit for a King at that point?
0: Fit had put out Creation Destruction. They did a few tours. They went out and opened like an impending doom tour, an Attila tour, um like a few things like that. Went to Australia. (laughs) But Um, At this point in the band It's just Jared, Bobby And Ryan Mm -hmm. Bass players out And second guitar player had already quit um, Which I'm friends with him Now too, It's guy Justin He's a really fucking cool dude Um, And yeah They were just in this weird place Where they didn't know where things were gonna go Or how it was gonna go And how things would continue But the band was doing pretty well Yeah, it seems like it in a really, they tried out two two other people before me. One person went to Australia with them. One person did the. It was some tour with like stray from the path and maybe upon a burning body and maybe maybe that was the Attila one, something like that. But another tour with stray from the path. I know that. And so they were
1: auditioning people by taking people out on tour.
0: Yeah, well, the first person, the person That's who really was smart. in the band, Aaron he quit like a couple days before a tour and by quit i mean just never showed up for tour and stopped talking to them uh so Hmm. that was a weird thing and then they took this kid tanner out with them for that tour and that was like okay but they weren't you know it didn't really do it for him, i think and then they went out on to australian tour with this guy josh and then after that they were just like man what the frick do we do and they looked back through my messages with Jared and heard the Selfish Eyes song that I had written. And they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's try it out. I mean, they didn't say that because they didn't cuss back. <laughs> Anyways, um, <clears throat> but Jared called me and was just like, all right, so do you want to come try out? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, how soon can you get here? Meanwhile, I'm in New York, there in Texas. And I was like, I don't know. How soon do you want me? And he's like, how does uh, four days sound? And so. I took my car off the road, moved all my shit to my parents' house, and flew to Texas. Damn. And just, like, moved... Yeah, like, all my friends and my family had been, like... I told them that I was, like, kind of trying to get with this band, but nobody knew if it would happen or anything. So I was like, just in case this happens, and I gotta bounce, like, just so everybody knows, I'm outy And then it happened, so I was just like, skirt. okay, I'm gone. Like, yeah. went to Texas, met them, and... You know, it was, it was pretty wild, man, because also, you know, in the house I lived in, like we partied a lot. I was a weed dealer. I smoked a lot of weed. And when I joined Fit, like they were straight as fuck. So we didn't I you know, I'd get us, you know, a six pack, drink some beers or something, smoke cigarettes. But I stopped smoking weed when I joined the band. So really? Yeah, I quit because they didn't, I didn't think they, you know, they didn't like it. They weren't into it. And and I didn't, they're, you know, a Christian band and it's just being Christian in Texas and being Christian in New York is way different. (laughs) Like It's a, I don't know. I feel like I'm, you know, and I'm not Catholic, but it's more, you know, yeah, I kind of, you know, hit this guy with my car, but seven Hail Marys, you know. You know, well, all right. And,
1: you <laughs> yeah, know that, that's like that New York, New York
0: mentality. It. We're saying "fuck" isn't gonna make you go to hell. You know, here's a long list of other things that'll put you there first. And but then you go to Texas, and it's very like, watch your mouth. Got to be proper. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. Or yes, sir. Like you know, that all that kind of stuff. And it was really good for me because I needed it. I had been very reckless for a long time, and. I you know, I was just having fun and doing whatever I wanted, not really getting anywhere with it. So this mm-hmm. was a good opportunity for me to clean yeah. myself up. And eventually I started smoking again. But after like a after When like did a you year, do a year, how long? a year? Something like that. So we you know that I joined the band, we did tour, we, you know, and, and a small run, and then we went on warp tour. And on the warp tour I had one friend that I would sneak away with and smoke some spliffs with. But did you like I never- I-
1: I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it because I've never really been in a situation like that. Did you, what, what, what did they say when you were just like, I'm going to smoke weed? Did they care?
0: Event. So, you know, I can't, I I didn't smoke actively around them until eventually one time we were in Denver and it was the first time that I was like with them in Denver and it was legal. And Mm. I was just like, guys, like, you know, I love weed. Cause i still talked about it like they still knew i loved smoking pot i was just like come on like can i i'm gonna go buy some wiggle weed because like it's legal i can do we have an off day fuck it we're just hanging out in a hotel room and so i went and i smoked and i just smoked a fat fucking blunt to my face and like <laughs> called my buddy and it was great and then when they saw me stoned they were like oh i I get it, you know, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm way easier to handle this way."
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they just like you more now. <laughs> a
0: little bit, you know, and and still, I I didn't. I only did it in the legal states for a long time, and then eventually, Bob smoked pot and started being, you know, smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once Bob started smoking weed, then everyone else was like, "All right, fuck it," and then I just got. <laughs> Because all I wanted was just to be able to not have to like sm- – I don't like to – I like to smoke conservatively in a sense of I don't want to just like buy a 20 bag or an eighth every day and have to smoke the whole right. thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, buy and hold and get through. Yeah, that's so how um, Yeah, so that was nice when that got starting to happen. But um, so for today's everyone – everyone bleh, for everyone's education today, that's how I started smoking weed in Fit for the Kings. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my God. Yeah, that's it's been –
0: yeah, but I love that I'm the only person that smokes in the band because I don't wouldn't want to deal with more potheads.
1: You know, I was in Venetia Fair, right? Yeah. Um None of us did ever, like, until maybe oh. the very last year we were a band. And then only – not a, our, our singer didn't drink either. He wasn't, like, straight edge, but he, he didn't do anything. So I guess he was. He just yeah. didn't say that, you know? But, yeah, I, did. I, I didn't start really smoking until, I guess, really a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've been going strong for like a decade now. <laughs> I think, you know, I didn't smoke at all in high school. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke cigarettes. I didn't do anything in high school. But when I ended up, you know, but the problem was when I started smoking weed, I also really started selling weed. Um, mm mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you're just surrounded. around, you know, and then, you know, you, the more you start smoke. Yeah, I just uh, smoke a lot of pot and yeah. selling a lot of pot and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but fun. Yeah, but I, can't, right. I don't really drink. I'm not, it, like, I'll have, you know, I'll have a drink here and there, you know, on the weekends and get some ciders or something. But I rarely, I, I drink, rarely no. do it anymore. I don't yeah. really. Yeah, it's not good. I I can't do it on tour because I'm always tired and my body hurts. And, like, being dehydrated, the last thing you should do is drink alcohol and just wake up with a fucking Charlie horse in the middle of the night. It sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah, so I just don't really drink on tour. But, you know, if we have an off day or something, I'll have a couple couple cocktails. Yeah, that's
1: kind of how we are, too. I think we all drink, like, a couple nights on tour.
0: Yeah, and then yeah. yeah, I just can't do it and spin around and shit. I'll throw up.
1: I just like I I have a very low tolerance for it in to the point where I like not that but I get awesome. well I don't get like physically like there are times when I'll have a beer never get drunk right and then feel like I'm hungover yeah like really bad
0: that sucks you know? maybe you're yeah, uh, so gluten intolerant.
1: No, I'm not. I'm yeah. definitely not that because uh, my my girlfriend is celiac. So I'm, I'm very aware of my it. But I eat... Oh, really?
0: Yeah, we're on that full gluten-free life, bro. Are you? I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> I do it. I do it hardcore. I don't give a shit. Um, the, you know, every now and again, though, I like that my treat now is like today. Today, I had a massive craving for a turkey sub. So I went to the grocery store and got like a sub from the deli. But generally speaking, like, dinner everything gluten-free man we don't drink it we don't eat it we don't do wow it. Yeah. i love bread it's great I,
1: I haven't been eating bread since i've been working with
0: my trainer yeah because bread's i mean it's tasty but it sucks oh
1: it's the best thing ever toast is my favorite food
0: you need to find a place that has oh really yeah just right, straight yeah, up yeah, toast with
1: with li- like lightly butter with a sprinkle of salt it's the best we found thing a
0: ever a place for gluten-free pizza yet no. And also, so yeah, I'm yeah. Ve-
1: you remember I'm vegan too, so there's really no yeah. such thing as a decent pizza.
0: Yeah, gluten-free vegan pizza. It's fucking styrofoam. I mean, we have
1: it. We have it, but it's it's rough.
0: Those cauliflower not- Power ones are tight, though. If yeah, you those
1: fry. aren't bad. It's not bad. But I'll
0: eat a whole cauliflower Power to my face, though.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't like vegan cheese that much, unless yeah. it's like the really good stuff.
0: But that's like super expensive. All that stuff's just dia you know yeah that's
1: and it's like gets all weird on in your mouth like slimy
0: yeah i'm really
1: doing a good job advocating for being vegan right now
0: no i mean we're just saying (laughs) bad cheese is bad which is like that with any cheese i mean this is true this is very true true. and i think you know the biggest problem i'm just a a big pansy when it comes to the idea of going vegan just because i love i love meat um but Maybe someday I could see myself doing it at some point because I my my biggest addiction I'd say apart from nicotine is probably sugar. I uh, really, yeah, I like I eat chocolate every single night of my life. Hmm. Every night, every I night. don't have much of a sweet tooth. Yeah, mine's so no. sweet, it's terrible. Like I eat like a, I'll eat like a Mounds bar. Like last night was a Mounds bar, a packet of M and M's, and a fruit roll up.
1: I eat a lot of, like, food leather stuff. That's about <laughs> Sounding it. Sounding that but... was so
0: bad, saying that. <laughs> so bad. I'm 31 years old, and I went to bed eating a Mounds Bar a packet of m and Okay, okay, dude, dude. Up.
1: This is my <laughs> nightly thing, though, okay? Me and my girlfriend lately have been um, getting into bed, smoking a lot to fall asleep, just because there's nothing else to do right now. Of course. And... Um, sitting there with a like three pound bag of peanuts and just literally see that's the shell, right, like breaking them and then just eating them until we're asleep.
0: That's a great snack, though. I love I, peanuts. There you go. See, so yeah, I always yeah, keep yeah. like I like
1: them in the shell though. I don't like them when they're not in the shell.
0: Yeah. No, that's she likes to eat. Uh, my fiance likes to eat nuts. Um, <laughs> that's a good sound bite. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So and uh, popcorn. Those are her snacks. Yeah.
1: Apparently, um, popcorn isn't great for celiac though. Oh. But I don't know. That my my girlfriend definitely has reactions to it. No shit. Let's talk about um, other um, <laughs> eating habits of our significant others. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she eats whatever I fucking cook. <laughs> Yeah. No, I just, because I'm home all the time, I do a lot of the cooking and, yeah, me too. you know, I'm. it's I not, like it's the, the kitchen is not very far away from my work desk. Uh, so, you know, I just get done. The grocery store is literally a block away and then I just cook and I That's like convenient. cooking. It's, it's relaxing. Cooking. Yeah, it makes me happy. So, yeah. um, yeah, if you uh, go and follow the Fit for a King Patreon, you can watch the Hustle Crow cooking show.
1: Ooh, I want to watch that.
0: I'll send it to you. That um, sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we were making a Patreon, and I was like, well, I can do podcast stuff for it. And Kirby was like, dude, why don't you do a cooking show? Like, everyone on our documentary stuff for the album, they always see that you cook while we're in the studio because I'm kind of band mom, I guess. Uh, okay. So... I do all I do the whole band and crew's laundry. I kind of knew
1: that we, from the start though. Like you I just like have it. that energy.
0: It makes me happy. I yeah. um I like doing it because other I don't want to see everyone be frustrated. I don't want to see everyone like end up running out of draws and then be like, Oh man, I need to get laundry done. It's like if I'm wow, gonna you do, do laundry it, I'll do, too. I'll do the whole band and crew. That's bold. But it's better to do it at once than to do it separate. Oh, and I
1: hate sorting through and finding my. See, own I don't shit mind. Though. I know
0: everyone's underwear, everyone's socks. I know Dude, everyone's clothes. I
1: like, want to join your band just started, for this.
0: <laughs> they started, bu- well, they were smart. They started buying different underwears and socks. Yeah, so that I mean, way I'll get a whole
1: new wardrobe for. if I never have to wash any of it mm-hmm. on tour.
0: They all have like specific stuff, so it's pretty easy to know who's who's. who it just it's you know you have like uh you go through a couple warp tours without a laundry, and then you start playing oh. you know you just eventually you're like, man, if there's one thing I need to do regularly, like once a week i'll I'll do the laundry and
1: you know um, as, as as far as I know, um I have a warp tour record for wearing the same shirt the most consecutive days.
0: Wow, it must have been so smelly. Like, I think Joe just wants you to wash his leather pants. Oh god, dude. Those are what?
1: The, you know the, the Chevy has to wash our costumes all the time. No. Yeah. And that's gotta be the worst job ever. Well,
0: especially because of the paint and everything that you guys are the dye, like the fake blood and all that shit, too. That's yeah, like, but
1: also that I'm wearing fake leather pants. Like, do you uh, know what it's like inside those pants when I'm playing? It's gotta be really gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awful yeah so that's really what, like some
0: bad. people luck you know luckily like ryan he just doesn't smell at all like it's not our crew isn't that gross and i think that's why it's one of those things that in my head i'm like okay if i do this more often people will be less gross like if you clean up the bandwagon frequently and everyone knows that you're going to clean it and you're going to keep it clean they're more likely to keep it clean it's the Mm -hmm. same way with
1: that's something I do do
0: yeah I need it to stay nice I need it to smell good and then I also you know it's the same way where if I go in the bathroom I'm like okay the the shower is clogged you know it ain't me like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pick up your fucking hair and throw it out like just don't do stuff that I shouldn't have to do and then I'll do the rest because I don't mind
1: right there you
0: go. But, Damn.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's go back to wow. This, this, <laughs> this, this, this. We could do this for like. I know we have to wrap in like what forty-five minutes or so. But I feel like we could yeah. be doing this for like hours.
0: We'll have to do a part two.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. When did so you joined Fit in like yeah, twenty
0: fourteen? Yeah.
1: You've been pretty consistently touring over the course of that time right
0: yeah i'd say and you know the other interesting thing to add in about that time period is to essentially the way the timeline works is they call me i in four days i go to texas i learn the set in like a week and a half we go we do a headlining run for 10 days with kublai khan and sirens and sailors there's two days off, and then or we okay we finish the run. We do skate and surf festival. We have two days off, and then we're supposed to go and record "Slave to Nothing." In this time period, they're deciding whether they are going to have me in the band and <laughs> I sing, or they don't have me in the band. They go to the studio as a three piece and and just figure it out. So which <laughs> so you're just kind of on the
1: edge this whole time. Yeah,
0: I had no idea. So you know, like right before the at at, like one of the last dates of the run is in albany new york and they before our quote unquote encore they told me that i was in the band in front of my friends and family and it was very sweet oh Um, that's sick yeah they've always been very thoughtful like loving people they're i mean yeah you
1: guys are like the nicest group of people i think i've ever met on a tour
0: thank you i i would like to say we're one of our normal bands i'd like to think of it that way where we're just we're just people out playing breakdowns. Um, and yeah, so it's just been a really go, go, go the whole time because it was just, okay, you're in the band. Okay. We're going to chill for two days at your parents' house because it's only three hours from Wills, And then, so they just met my family right out of the gate and then that Mm -hmm. helped them too to, I think be like, okay, well maybe this guy has had a wild, you know, last couple of years, but he's very honest about it and his parents are really normal and cool. So okay, let's let's try this, you know. And yeah. so we went we made slave to nothing and then, you know, after that, I think the next tour was Warp Tour 2014 for half the year or half the summer and just, yeah, we've toured relentlessly. We, yeah. we hit, hit it really hard because that slave to nothing cycle was difficult. We were making $250 a night. You know, we were mm-hmm. two of five on an ABR tour or like around, you know, just not getting billed very high, not getting paid a lot. You're not really sure if the band's gonna be solidified and like be a band that draws. But I think at that time period, we all kind of got into sync with each other. And that's mm-hmm. when the band started to do better. Um, I think
1: that's the those times are when you when you can really figure out if the if you're with the right group of people.
0: Yeah. And I just appreciated how honest they were from the get go where they never left me. You know, other than making the record, they really let me slave to nothing. I got to write a lot. And I think that was a good and bad thing where. I didn't get what was going on. I was still listening to Sayos and self-titled. Like I didn't know okay. what scene music was doing at that I time. I still don't. Um, yeah, it's a weird thing to keep up with. And I think it's been helpful for me because I never truly cared that much. I'm still more invested in stuff for my quote unquote era. Mm-hmm. But um,
1: I honestly, I, I don't listen to heavy music really.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I do daily for sure. Yeah, I really uh, don't
1: like I, I listen. The heavy music I like is usually just uh, bands of people that I know.
0: Yeah. I think I'm at the stage where I've been on the hunt, I think because of featured X also, I mean, one uh, me and Ryan have always tried to keep up because we want our tours to be cool. Yeah. And we want yeah. people To go, you know, to, we I, see, want that's to have something alcohol. I did know. Like, yeah.
1: I was a booking agent for Artery, like, oh no shit, yeah, um, back 2014 to 2017. So I can tell you the names of bands and how much they can, their worth in that time frame, and how much they can draw. But I had no idea what they sounded like.
0: No shit, yeah, yeah. I, for me, I think I'm always chasing the high. So I want, I want to find a band before other people. I want them to have their first tour be with fit for a king i want the first
1: yeah i want
0: alpha wolf's first us tour to be with fit for a king i want certain stuff like that where it's like yeah we we knew this was gonna smash and it smashed and i think that's a cool thing but there aren't as many bands giving me that high these days where like one really good example is this band called brand of sacrifice from canada and i just think they're the coolest, most original heavy band I've heard in a minute. And I think gonna they're going to check have a out. great career. But it's, yeah, it's a dime a dozen these days. It's just not something that happens a lot. And when you're sitting and going through applications for, like, for instance, Featured X has had, I think, about a thousand applications now for wow. people wanting to join the site. And I've listened to most of them. Damn. And it's just not uh it's hard to find something that makes me feel special not say any of these bands are bad or good right? yeah they're just not well you also like
1: when you're exposed to it this much to like your standards kind of go up
0: yeah right like for what
1: you're gonna put on when you're not doing music for your job like what are you gonna put on Norm,
0: like exactly and then i there's this band where i had my friend marla on my podcast recently she sings in this band called god program who like they're a smaller band from connecticut really fucking good really screamo and i was like she suggested that i play this band called uh exquisite the as my mid roll mosh and i had heard the song before and i went and listened to it again and i was like this is the best thing i've heard in a really long time. And, you know, you look at their socials and their Spotify only has, like, 300 monthly listeners. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this? I know, dude. And dude, then I, I, I hit said them with up. So,
1: with so many people, yeah. local bands are so much better than they used to be
0: now. It's crazy. Oh, for sure. And this band, they're very young. Like, they're all in their early 20s. Like, they they've only put out two songs. They haven't really done much. But I just was so enamored with the way they sounded where now uh, me and Jeff are managing their band. Cause it was just like, you're, you've got the hard part down. You're, you've got something original here. You yeah. are the the only band other than static dress. And if I die first that I've heard where it's like, you're putting me in a time warp back to the early 2000s, sick, yeah. but I love it's, that. it's phenomenal. So, you know, I just I want to check it out. Yeah. Bands just got to focus on like being themselves. You know what I mean? I agree. And not, yeah. Just have yeah. some fun with it. Don't don't Let's try to go, be arguments. Um,
1: we should talk about what featured X is, um, yes. because we've said it a few times, and I want to make sure people know what it is. <laughs> so, give me a. Actually, I'm curious. When did you when did you start doing this?
0: We launched it like end of August. Or when did out? it like?
1: I remember when it launched.
0: So um, because I actually
1: remember you hitting me up asking for Donnie's info, right? Yes. Like, right that was before the launch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an, it's been an interesting thing. So what happened was, Jeff and myself manage a band called The Left to Suffer from Atlanta, and we were putting together, um, we were working on their EP and talking about features that would be really cool on it and some ideas we had. And then Jeff had the grand idea of, man, wouldn't it be so great if there was just like this website, you know, where you could not have to deal with red tape and you could just book features. <gasps> And I was yeah. like, that's the best idea you've ever had. And it's pretty, he was genius. Like, pretty yeah. ingenious. Yeah. And and so I hit up Kirby and I hit up like Telly and Levi and like a couple people. I was like, hey, if me and my friend make this thing, will you do it? And they were all like, yeah, fuck it. Like, sure. <laughs> and that's so right. we found yeah. someone to make the site. And you know, before you knew it, we had like 60 of our friends that were like down to join the site. And I was like, this is so cool. And it started going and working and people were interested. And we've now built up to having like 500 artists. But so from inception to creation, it was like five weeks of the idea and then launch. And then from that launch, we've, you know, now been operating since about August, and we've put together, um, I think, at the end of the year, it was like 86 collaborations on the That's year. That's amazing. That's great. And it's really cool because I think, it, I think Jeff said it was 44% of songs get completed. So ev- people That's aren't expecting cool. everything, but it's there's a lot of good stuff coming through as well. And so essentially for everyone listening, Feature Decks is – A platform where artists like myself, Joe, Spencer from Ice Nine Kills, uh, Shane Told from Silverstein, anybody, we're all up there with profiles and you as a musician can go and apply to work with us. So what you do is you hit on our profile, you send us a song, you send us your lyrics to that song and you send us your social media and you tell us about where you would like Spencer to sing. Say you want Spencer to sing the bridge of your song. Spencer will log into his profile, listen to it, check out your band, read the lyrics. He can talk with you in the notes section and chat back and forth with you and just see what's interest, if he's interested in it and say he likes it. He just hits accept. If he hits accept, you pay him. He sings on the song. He gives it back to you, and there you go. You got to collaborate with one of your favorite singers. The perk of this is you don't have to deal with their management or their label or any of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, because that's all taken care of. And if anyone has to, I, I handle it and it's just allowing us. So we have now not just only singers who can sing on a, for a feature or a full song, if you'd like, we also have drummers, bassists, guitarists, pianists. Mm -hmm. So you can get, live drums you can get midi drums you can be like you know what i just want my drums to sound like as crazy as lauren ashore and then you can hit up austin archie from lauren ashore and he'll program a drum you know drums for you on your song that sound like what he would do and it's really inexpensive and the cool part about it is you get to have ownership of it you get to have it for the rest of your life whether it makes you famous or not it's just a really cool thing if you love a band What's cooler than you know? Buying a T-shirt is cool. Buying a song that has you collaborating with that artist, I think that's pretty awesome. So it's a great, it's a great platform. It. It's a yeah. great idea. And, and if, it, if
1: I was younger, dude, and I had something like this, like, I, because the thing is, I, I even talking to my my friend of mine is a uh, hip hop artist, and he wants to collaborate with a few of, or get features from some people, and they're not part of anything like this. You know, and he has no idea where to go besides management. There's no guarantee you get an answer, right?
0: Yeah, and the red (laughs) tape is difficult in and of itself with that. When you do get to the management, they're like, well, why? Why would you? Right. Why would I do this? And the reason why it worked for us in this scene is because this website has nothing to do at the end of the day. with Like, luckily, we got a lot of blessings from management and labels and stuff like that. But the reality was... We're all poor. We're all about to struggle through a year where we can't go out and tour and make the money that we're used to. How are we gonna make money? Because Mm -hmm. you own all my songs. I'm not gonna get royalties this year. I'm not gonna be able to get through this without going and getting a job. But I like I can't even get a job right now because the world's in a pandemic. So a lot of people, you know, they can sing on you know, two three songs a month and that may be able to subsidize their income enough where at least they're going to pay rent and like pay their phone and like be able to keep shit going. Um, Yeah.
1: It really is a great way to help support your favorite bands.
0: Yeah. And and there's so
1: many people to choose from now too. It's, it's great.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of choices. I mean, and and it's people from all over the planet, anywhere from, you know, here in Brooklyn to South Africa. And we're trying to just get everyone that we think is cool within the community to be able to be a part of it. And I understand that some of the, like, really big superstars, it's going to be difficult to get them to do it. But, like, getting to see, you know, what stuff Spencer chooses versus what he doesn't is really Mm -hmm. cool as well. And... Mm -hmm. I'm just enjoying getting to help people out because for most of the year last year, because the as you know, the business, we take a uh, percentage cut from the features. But mm-hmm. for most of the year last year, we turned it off because... You're just like, growing the business. And like, what am I going to do? Everyone's fucking right. poor. I can't take right. money from my yeah. friends. Because right. it's a good thing. I haven't made a fucking dollar off of it. But like, that's because... I, we're building a company and right. I, it's luckily we have a really great team. It's me my and Tasha, my assistant and Jeff and Tyler, and we're just fucking grinding this thing out and going for it and building something that we believe in. And luckily it's, it's working. So, yeah, you know, I just want, like you said, when I was younger, I didn't know how to get in touch with anybody. The only time I got features was because I was friends with someone. Right. And I get that that's what a lot of people cherish is, well, I only sing on my friends stuff. And I get that. But what if you... I
1: just want to do something with good music.
0: Yeah, I just want to sing on good music. That's my outlook. (laughs) And what if I become friends with you because I sang on your track? What if I hear your track and I do think that that shit was really good. And then I show it to some friends or whatever. I'm like, that that kind of stuff is important. I think because it's the, the flip side of the coin is I'm not shut off to making new friends. I'm not shut off to enjoying new projects. So I'm down to hear anything. And I think a lot of people on the site are down to listen. There are definitely some people who accept more than others, but overall people are just trying to find something they vibe with. Yeah i mean it's, it's great harder, dude I,
1: I congratulations with it because it's fucking awesome and jeff I'm is am glad smart to see people are utilizing it yeah it's great um yeah let's shift real quick to well let's do let's let's stick with fit um so this year with fit you put out your latest album
0: the path
1: right <laughs> uh which was recorded with drew right oh yeah buddy you, you guys know, really like, hit it off huh?
0: yeah this is our second one with him we did um, Dark Skies with him before mm-hmm. but like Drew you know I'm not sure maybe we suck but maybe he likes us enough to keep us around I love that man I love spending time with him we hang out so much like when we're recording it's not just like sitting there all day like let we'll go to the movies or, like go to dinner and like have fun, and that's my boy. Fucking yeah. love Drew. Working with Drew is
1: great. Yeah, yeah, we're we're over there like a few times
0: a week. I think that's so sick. Yeah. I'm so jealous, man. I would love. <laughs> a, Did you see his new dog? Yo, I want to meet Oatmeal oh, so bad. Oh he's been God, talking about Oatmeal for mad long. I know. So, it's so cute. I lap. haven't I
1: haven't met Oatmeal yet, but I guess he's at the studio often. So
0: yeah, I'm sure gonna he gonna you will. Soon. I'll yeah. send you a pic. yeah drew has been a real blessing to our life because he really helped to escalate the band to that next level and the way that him and bob connect and are able to orchestrate songs together is very special thing to watch um they get along really well they're good friends and i think it's just it just buddies hanging out making tunes and you know i've i've I really love the atmosphere being there. I think the first time we made a record with him when we made Dark Skies, I was weird with him because I showed up a couple days after everyone else because I had just gotten engaged and I hadn't I was kind of going through like some emotional stuff. Bob had just stopped touring with the band. I was mm-hmm. I was having a rough patch. And then it took me a couple weeks to like get warm with Drew and on that record i didn't sing a lot and i wasn't getting to write as much and it was fucking with my head and because i'm very very ego driven with my music like i very much want to participate so yeah yeah but the reality was that there was this shift in the band where i was like well we need Ryan is the lead singer of the band. He screams, he sings, he's the lead singer of the band. Like you're still going to do you, but like you don't need to be on every song all over the spot. Like you got to be where you hit. So Drew taught me about hitting home runs.
1: Drew is that I love that. That's why I love working with Drew so much is he like, is all about holding back. And I align very much with that. And it's something that I struggle when I work with people. Yeah. So like I, it, that is like a blessing like a huge blessing to me to be able to work with someone that like I don't have to communicate that to. You know?
0: Yeah, I I had one night where him and I went to this party together, and I had a couple, and I just finally like said it to him. I was just like, man, why aren't you fucking letting me sing, dog? And he was just like, dude, like you, like you'll you got to understand, like you just you you'll be there when you're supposed to be there. But then you have a song like when everything means nothing comes out. Mm -hmm. And that song did so well where I was like, oh, I would much rather watch a whole room sing all my words of one song back to me than have them not know my words to 10 songs. That that, that,
1: That song was so fun live too
0: it's, it's very fun to sing live and play live and spin around and it's just so hype. And he just taught me a lot where I I needed to focus. And, and Bob also helped a lot on that track too, where like they'll siphon through, I'll write, you know, a, a paragraph and Bob will look through my words in this way where he's like, it's this phrase, this phrase, this phrase, this phrase, like Pop. and then they'll give it to me and i i go back and i chop it up again and it's it's just a really great songwriting experience it teaches mm-hmm. you how to write songs with a team and with yeah. people versus yeah. just being all about yourself which like i said if you're ego driven at times it's very important for you to learn how to set back because otherwise i'd never accomplish at shit i i wouldn't have shit without my band you know right. it's you know, I got to be a part of their band, essentially, you know what I mean? And luckily, they let me write songs with it, and I get yeah, to man. Sing Well, and,
1: I mean, there's something to be said about that, though. You know, like, I, I'm in the same boat, right? Like, I am not, yeah. I, I was let into Ice Nine Kills and now have become a major part of the writing, which was a great yeah. experience, right? But no one, the thing that I always think about, because I am ego-driven in that sense, too. Like, if I'm in a band... I would very much like to be involved in the writing because it's something that I pride myself in. Yeah, right? it just makes um, you
0: feel—it it makes you feel like an artist,
1: right? And so, for someone to pick you and say, "Yes, we want you," and we also want you for this reason, is like really gratifying, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's great. And it's been a real pleasure. I mean, I, I I needed it, and I'm thankful for Drew. So then, going into this last one, the path, which is probably why some people have problems with it, we're really happy. We, you know, we had a tremendous record cycle with Dark Skies. We had a record that people really unanimously loved as our fans. And then we went into this record being like, I can't wait to see Drew. I can't wait to be in L.A. I can't wait to eat tacos and hang out with him (laughs) and like have a great time. So it wasn't let's warm up. Let's figure this out. Oh, turns out, you know. Cause when everything means nothing was literally the three quarter mark through the record. I'm super depressed. And they, they gave me the, I, I got to sing on that. They gave me the, the guitar. I wrote the interlude and then it was like, all right, guys, that's all I got emotionally right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really interesting seeing the flip side of that, which is locked in my head, which is a more controversial song for our fans because very much it's a metal song, but it's pretty much all singing.
1: Right. And
0: instead of me being sad, I was, you know, sitting and, and on a couch and, and I was in a good mood and I'm playing acoustic guitar and everyone had kind of left the house for a little while. And then they came back and I was like, Hey, Papa Ryan, like, do you like this? And then I sang, you know, my idea of the chorus, which the lyrics were a little different. And then we all sat down and wrote a song together and this was on one of the weekends when drew wasn't there. Yeah. And that was also a really positive, awesome experience to just do, do it as a team and have fun oh, writing.
1: Man. It oh, I'm drew. missing and writing camps so much just, right now.
0: Yeah, It's so fun and uplifting and that's why that song came out that way. And like for people that listen to interviews with me, if they hear me reference like certain songs more than others, it's because I don't write a lot it's just sometimes you write something that people really like and for me I don't write 50 songs and then we choose 10 you know I write a couple things and then like sometimes I get lucky and I have that special something that I Mm -hmm. feel like resonates but um I like to sit and chop with Bob too where I'm good at like sitting being bouncing with him and going back and forth on the guitar, right. or like showing him stuff I like or don't like and kind of playing the producer role with him if Drew right, is man. not around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Drew is the, he is the wizard blood that, we, you know, brings our band together. It's Yeah, dude.
1: He, he really great. is a, a super talented
0: dude. Yeah. He's a great
1: asset and everyone he gets that works with him
0: all the time he's always getting better he's always having fun and and that's the thing Is like now that he does finally have the dog i can't wait to see him next time because i feel like that's another fun thing that's added to his life that'll you know somehow spark the juices of creativity Um, yeah for sure well listen let's
1: go to give me your we when did (laughs) i want to go to off-road minivan too yeah let's do it when did off-road minivan kind of become a thing
0: Off-Road Minivan started about, I'd like to say, four years ago. We just had our three-year anniversary of announcing our tooth and nail signing, and that was pretty close to, like, I would say four years we've been a band. Mm -hmm. Um, It was essentially just me and Melvin, the guitar player who also was in my old band, Visions, and Evan, we got together one day just to jam We wrote this song called Spiral Gaze. And then, like, and pretty much in that one practice, just fleshed out the whole thing. And then Melvin recorded it and we made a a demo of it. Um, And I showed it to Tooth and Nail. And then Tooth and Nail was like, Oh, it's really cool. Um, what do you want to do? And I was like, it'd be cool to like put out an EP and like make a music video. And they're like, okay, sure. And I was like, all right, so I guess I'm doing another band. <laughs> and then um, like we wrote a couple more songs, played a show, and then we made this EP and and just started trying to play. I think you know, we've played maybe like sixty shows total, done two short tours, okay. and I was gonna two ask short, a few tour tours. Yeah, we've done like two short full band tours that were only, you know, by tour, they're, you know, seven days long, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 days long, nothing crazy. And then we did one run that was an acoustic run where I played guitar and sang, Miles played guitar and sang, and then Evan played piano. Um, Oh, cool. But we don't get to play that often because of the fit schedule. So it's Mm. a little hard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's challenging because you guys are real busy. Yeah, two of the other guys they do audio video for Monster Jam, which is that like monster grave oh, really? like digger monster. Okay, Truck. that sounds amazing. Yeah, I so they're
1: audio video for that.
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty fun, right? So they're yeah. when I'm not. There's times where I'm not touring, but they're touring, and there's an opportunity and stuff too. But um, luckily, Matt Anderson our fits agent at sound talent is mm-hmm. going to help out and book off-road as well. So hopefully we can oh, play some stuff in the future. Yeah. Um, and well, it's, if you ever need a
1: fill in, let me know.
0: Dude, I will. Cause that is definitely possible. Yeah, um, I would
1: love to play uh, that kind of stuff. I'll play anything, whatever you need.
0: A little worshipy to the early two thousands, but for us, it's just, you know, it's easy. Cause we're all 31, you know, 30 years yeah. old. Like, yeah. So it's just, this is what I like. This is how I, when I play a guitar at home, that's just the kind of shit I write. Or when, you know, Melvin's writing his songs, his songs just sound like these, I don't know, Oceana clean head meets, you know, I like deftones and shit, mm-hmm. kind of a weird thing. And it's a real pleasure um, to get to break away from the heaviness of fit and do something right. different. Right. It also allowed me to not be so jaded in the writing circle with fit because I have a whole project where I get to do all the singing.
1: Yeah, that's true too, right? I just need the variety. That's why I started songwriting for other people. It's just like I was writing songs in like as many genres that I could think of for myself and they were just sitting on my computer. It's crazy to
0: see what people are capable with that shit, man. I had so me and Evan We have this buddy, Zach, and these two friends, Zach and Roger, and Evan went to Bard, like I said before, and Zach and Roger also went to Bard, and at one point, Zach graduated, but Roger dropped out. Roger started hanging out with, like, ASAP Rocky and, Mm -hmm. like, those guys in the city, and Zach and Roger now have just so the last like you know eight years they've just been focusing on being songwriters and working their way up, yeah. and they have the number ten song in the world right now with saying That's wild. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing. Crazy. Anything is fucking possible, man. You just have to grind. Like, you just have to work. like we used to just fucking smash forties and smoke weed, and now they have the number ten song on Dude, the board. You know what? One, the of the coolest- one Direction.
1: That's why that's so (laughs) sick. Wow. That's amazing. I like this podcast. I don't know if this is the same for you, uh, has really the the thing that's been most fun about it for me is obviously I love meeting new people that I've had on, but talking to people that I haven't really sat down and talked to in a long time and just hear the story of how they progress. And like, I'm blown away with how like, many people I know from my past that I grew up playing like local shows with are doing shit like that you know that people that just stick with it and don't give up on it
0: that's the most important part man and that's one thing that you know I when I interviewed my manager recently for my podcast and Mm -hmm. I was talking about how oh they did all the hard work I got to just jump in and he was like well you know what you did all the grinding on your own too because you know, when I joined Fit, I was twenty five years old. Most guys would have stopped playing music at that point and just I did. give up. And yeah, yeah, it was hard. Like at that point, I was in the stage where I play a couple acoustic shows. I don't really know if I'm going to do another band. Like, what the fuck do I do? And you, everybody has that. I think a lot of people have that cool grind story. And just because yours isn't super traumatic or super fucked up, doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile. They're right. all in. It up I love so, the grind stories. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. All right, yeah, so know. look,
1: dude. Um, before we wrap up, because I know we got to get out of here soon, we got a cool go um, fifteen
0: minutes. Yep. I'm looking at how long it's going to take me to go pick her up. So we're okay. okay.
1: So what we do is when we always end the episode, we end with uh, one or two tour stories. Uh, oh. Anything is on the table, and I know you know that because of what you've already told us about your old bands and everything. And you've actually already told us some pretty good ones. So. Cool. um, yeah. I don't mean I to can. pressure you into thinking of one on the spot. No, I, can think
0: of two, I can do one for each band off the spot that are pretty good. Um, All right, let's do it. I'll start with the offered minivan one. Um, the last time we were uh out, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking of another one. which is pretty funny this time, okay. okay. Sure, this one time that me and my fiance and then like some guys from the other band we did a bunch of Molly and went swimming with my parents. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but okay tour story number one we're out with Alfred minivan and it's nighttime everyone's in the van we're getting to, ready to go to sleep and I'm laying in my bunk and all of a sudden I just hear Ryan oh and I was like what what like what's going on because when I'm in Alfred I get called Ryan not talk okay. <laughs> and, okay. and Melvin is just like my arm is dislocated. I dislocated my shoulder, so he just went to like lay down, and he's dislocated his shoulder a couple times, so it just popped out. So he's just in agonizing pain, and he's Uh, like, "Okay, I need you to do this." He's like, "You're gonna take my arm. You're gonna do hold it like uh, this. No, no, no. Hold this, and then you're just gonna pop." And oh, you're going to put it back in place. I and know. I was like, I don't know why of, of everyone in this van you decided to ask me, but all right, let's roll. And Holy I popped his shoulder back in oh. place and I just could feel it and hear it. Oh my God, it's so oh, no, fucked. No. I can still, yeah, I hate it. This. That was I really hate gross. This. That was really, really gross. Um, and then another fun tour story, which oh I feel like is such a great way to end a day and to back that one up is there was this one time we were in fit. We were in the van and and trailer and driving through uh, Ohio, and we're going around this curb on a nice rainy morning, and this jackalope decides to hit the side of our van and mm-hmm. smash our trailer. The trailer detaches and is totaled, and i run out of the van. I start screaming at people because I'm an asshole. I'm just like, <laughs> and it turns out the person I'm yelling at, he didn't, he was trying to help. So I was like, whatever, I, I'm going away. And then, you know, we make sure everyone's okay, but then nature calls. And then me and Kirby are like, I got a shit. Oh and we're in the middle of nowhere you know there's there's people's houses but i can't just be like hey by the way i just got in this accident out front like can i take a shit and you know obviously i could have found a more eloquent way to do it but we we didn't really feel comfortable so kirby had the bright idea we're just like we're gonna woods it and yeah. uh, so me and kirby sneak off into the woods and you know we kind of poop next to this guy's driveway kind of um like, you know, like uh-huh. a hidden enough, but, you know, not super <laughs> hidden. And uh, then we had to get a U-Haul, go buy a new trailer, and oh somehow still get to a show in West Virginia.
1: Jesus. Call All for, for a show in
0: Huntington, West Virginia. Oh, uh, my God. That's pretty yeah. good.
1: I have yeah. uh, many, many, many
0: shit stories. <laughs> Pooping is, is something that happens when Pooping you're outside. outside
1: is... it's just very liberating. Yeah. I really enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude, I don't mind it at all. And that's the other thing is like if I have to poop in a bag or I got to poop outside or whatever, like I've just gotten to the point where I'm not going to like hold it and scramble. I pooped outside on our tour. Yeah. Oh, no way.
1: Yeah. Where'd you poop? And and it wasn't because for a good reason. It was just it was really cold. And I didn't want to walk all the way to the venue.
0: <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and I didn't, I couldn't make it, so I just, like, did it outside.
0: Have you ever had to bag it on the bus? No, Where? I have no. never had
1: to do it on the bus.
0: Yeah, I've had to bag it on the bus. Like, you wake up at 4 a.m. and you're like, oh, my God, something is wrong. Oh like, my I have God. To yeah, I, I hope I don't have to do that one day. Yeah, I don't. but you know, you just put a nice bag in the toilet, you know, line the whole seat, you know, so all you have to do is close it up at the end. You put you got your dump in there. Tip. it's a good tip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had
1: our, our our guitar player at the time in Venetia Fair took a shit out of our moving van on '95.
0: Whoa, yeah, in a, in a moving van,
1: yep. Yeah. We were and it was Did like it spray all over the
0: van, no,
1: and it was like at like. 9 p.m. So it wasn't late enough that there was no. It was very trafficy.
0: <laughs> and Did it like
1: ass? Past this items, yeah, we were on the highway, and wow. he went ass first out the window, and hung his hands like on like the oh shit handle on the door and the other side of the window, and just his like ankles. You know, he was hanging by his knees out the van window, taking a shit.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. And he was wearing aviator goggles at the time.
0: And why didn't anyone get a video or a picture? Oh, we absolutely have a video. If
1: you go to, this was back in 2009, there's a very short clip of, um, of that bit in the Venetia Fair tour update number one. And there's also a very short clip. You can't really tell what's happening, but it's also Chuck having sex with a cactus in the desert
0: that sounds very painful what he if you, cut, have you cut, ever had
1: anything cut the spikes wheel? off and then cut a hole in it
0: <laughs> uh, uh, have you ever had anything in your pee hole joe no yeah that shit hurts man no, i
1: don't want to hear about it <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> no when you get a, like a when you, you know when you think you have a, a thing of a venereal disease and you have to get the q the q-tip in your pee hole yeah that has not you happen. never been there you never nope. yeah oh no nope. wow. god bless you good for you that's nope, awesome that sounds awful it's not fun Jesus. it's not fun yeah yikes all that's
1: right great. dude well that's a way to end it um <laughs> uh, this is this is really fun um Dude, I think we talked about a lot of nothing, but we're buddies, so it's, it That's doesn't a matter. That's all know? that
0: matters. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Get That's it? Awesome. You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah real ho- in this episode. Yeah, I know, I know.
1: I heard it earlier too. Um, before we wrap, uh, you want to just let people know where they can find you on socials and stuff like that.
0: Yes. Um, you can find me at hustle x crow on Instagram or Joe Rogan of Metalcore on Twitter. And you can check out my business, featuredx.com, spell out DOT on Instagram, or you can just go to featuredx.com and you can work with your favorite artist today. Go collaborate with Shane Told, Spencer Charnis, whoever wow. the fuck you want. That was um, rules. Hi, how are you today? Wait, wait, Um,
1: can you just do a quick, like, fifteen-second spot for my podcast?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hi, welcome to "That's Awesome" with Joe (laughs) Akatakata. And make sure that you like. Do you like to talk about bullshit? Do you want to hear shit stories <laughs> about people wondering if it hurts to have things in their pee hole? Listen to That's Awesome with Joe out now on Sound Talent Media.
1: Oh, I love it. All right, dude. Well, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate Welcome. you. Thanks for that.
0: Uh, hey, how talk. do you say your last name? No, before we end on that Okay, okay Yeah, yeah. You're...
1: It's, it's O Q T phonetically.
0: O Q T. So it's just O Q T. O Q T.
1: Yeah. That's Which cute. was it, quite a name to grow up with.
0: Yeah. That's I went awesome. to
1: Catholic school when I was younger and the nuns, uh, I was their favorite just because of the name, but they, it was an awful experience for me.
0: See, yeah, that's got to be tough. People <laughs> took o- O'Leary and had some, uh, you know, not so fun things to call me. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> sucks. But uh, I like you are a cutie and thanks for oh, telling thanks, me how to dude. say your last name. Joe, it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely, man. Absolutely,
1: dude. We'll talk soon.
0: Absolutely. Later, guys.
1: Bowie, Dylan, Marley.